0: Football. Friday night is football night. Big hits, great plays, school spirit. All of that is on display and more all around Northern California. It's time for the Friday Night Football Show. Presented by Wingstop. Here are your hosts, Matt George and Charles D. Hamilton.
1: What up, what up, Friday night football time here on Sports 1140 K-H-T-K. Last weekend was the kickoff of college football. Just last night was the kickoff of the NFL. But what these two little sports don't understand is that high school football has been going strong because we are now in week number four. What offseason do they have to deal with that's just like this high school football offseason? They get going Early And they are diving in deep as many programs, many programs are looking to uh, enter now the middle stages of their season already. Week number four of the Friday Night Football Show right here on Sports 1140 KHDK presented by Wingstop. My name is Matt George. I am joined by Charles T. Hamilton. And in the other room pressing the buttons is Christian Brothers' own Chris Watkins. Gentlemen, how are we doing here tonight?
2: Great, man. How are you doing, Matt?
1: Uh, You know. I, uh, anytime there's football, I'm a happy guy. I'm a happy guy. And what's funny is that I watched college football last weekend. Some some good games. Some good uh-huh. games. I watched uh, Thursday Night Football last night. So, some good games. But uh, if you're going to ask me what football has been the best so far in this calendar year, it's... Pretty much all high school and it's all high school football here in the uh, in the greater Sacramento area. And guys, we got so many great games to get to tonight. So many great things uh, to do. Del Oro head coach Jeff Walters is going to join us once again as the Golden Eagles are four and oh now on the season. They just continue to roll, and league play is coming up here. Uh, So Jeff Walters is going to be joining us here in around 10 minutes at 11 o'clock. And then, of course, the uh, high school football guru himself, Joe Davidson from the Sacramento Bee, will be spending some time with us, giving us the rundown of everything high school football uh, in the area. If you are or want to be a part of Friday Night Football, if you went out or at a game, let us know. You can text us 441140 or you can call us 916-339-1140 and share exactly what you saw. You are our eyes out there amongst all these schools. If we could go to every single game, we would. Unfortunately, we can't. Uh, but CTH, week four, now you're really looking at teams uh, to dive in, really bunk- uh, hunker down here because league play is right around the corner.
3: Well, the best part is as we're getting into it, four games in, teams are kind of starting to separate themselves a little bit. Still plenty of plenty of games left. Plenty of time left for teams to turn it around. But I mean, we're seeing Del Oro. Uh Monterey Trail teams kind of I wouldn't say surprised, but, you know, ranked six, seven, eight uh in the preseason. Kind of shooting up the ladder a little bit, having having some hot starts. I'm excited to talk to Jeff Walters about uh Del Oro's game tonight. Just another beatdown, so to speak. They're they're looking good, man.
1: Well before we get to that you know what we got to do we got so many What's games that? to get to for this scoreboard so hit the other button in the other room Chris Watkins get that music going and let's get some uh, let's get some Friday night football scoreboard. Starting out the early game today a 49 to 8 blowout as Argonaut is now three and one on the season they beat Sierra Ridge Academy.
3: Wood Creek remains undefeated as they took on Pleasant Grove. Whoa. Oh God. They get the win, 49-14.
1: Wood Creek, that's my alma mater right there. Timberwolves are 4-0 on the season. How about Burbank? They get their first win of the year, beating Del Campo 35-7.
3: WSCA brings in Esparto at home. Esparto goes in and gets the big win, 68-20.
1: Roseville, they fall to Rio Linda, 64-25. Rio Linda puts the hurting on them.
3: Morro Bay takes on Gustin at home. Gustin gets the win, 29 zilch.
1: How about this one? Granite Bay, they've bounced back nicely after starting the year 0-2. They're 2-2 now, and they beat Vacaville
3: 31-0. Bear Creek taking on Kennedy at home. Bear Creek gets the win, 47-22.
1: Lincoln, Whitney, a local matchup. The Fighting Zebras at home hand Whitney their third loss, 30-0.
3: West taking on Saris. West gets the win, keeps Saris winless on the year. West wins twenty-two zero. Been a
1: rough start to the year for Union Mine. They drop 0-3 now on the season as Amador improves to 4-0. They win 55-28.
3: Chaminade taking on Folsom. Folsom goes in there and does what Folsom does, man. They get the win. Seventy to thirty-four. Shutout alert! Golden Valley's
1: three and one on the year now after beating Livingston twenty-five nothing.
3: Miramonte at home taking on Brookside Christian. Miramonte gets the win forty-five to six. Sierra two and two. Lathrop zero three. Sierra gets the win nineteen to seven. Capital Christian remains undefeated taking on Antelope at home. Capital Christian with the W, 26-19. Mantica and Tracy,
1: both 2-2 two two on the season after Mantica's 54-18 win.
3: Rosemont brings in Cordova. Rosemont puts up a 70-burger to get the W and remain undefeated.
1: Modesto Christian, their 4-0 now on the season after handing El Capitan their fourth straight loss, 47-8.
3: Pacheco taking on Atwater. This was a straight-up slugfest. Atwater able to go in there and get the win, 47 47- tough 42
1: we have so many great games to get to still tonight and that's just a teaser for what's coming next week Chuck week five of the high school football season here in the SAC Joaquin section is going to be so incredible, so insane because of these great matchups. League play is getting underway. And check this lineup out right now on KHDK.com. These are the five nominee games for next week's Stockton Honda Game of the Week. Let's start with this one. Oh, just a so-so matchup in the SFL. It's Del Loro at Granite Bay. Another SFL massive battle. Oak Ridge at Folsom. And then a, uh, a rivalry that's close to my own heart, the Roseville Tigers drive about 5-10 minutes down the road to meet my Wood Creek Timberwolves at Wood Creek. It's Roseville at Wood Creek. You have Vista Del Lago at El Camino and Casa Roble at Oakmont. Five huge games, and you can go to uh, the uh, KHTK website right now and vote on the Stockton Honda game of the week. It's it's, it's nuts, It's a good man. one, man. It's a crazy it's a time. Good,
3: that's a good week of games right there. I don't know who I'd pick. I mean, I... Just to kind of, you know, get you going. Let's just eliminate Wood Creek. No oh, come one, on. No one wants to see that. Come on. Uh, Everybody wants Wood to Creek, see that 4-0 Wood Creek, but baby. But Matt, man, come on. Hey, Come on. <laughs> it's a good
1: time. It's a good time. It's because now that I'm not at the school anymore or around that point. You program, can really rep it. They're, well, they're going to be successful now that yeah, they got uh, yeah, George good out of their history. That's a good point. They've, they've separated from <laughs> me for about eight years now, so they can, uh, they can really start to excel. Uh, one thing we always look forward to doing every single week here, and we have to squeeze this in before we go to the yes, break, sir. is our California Family Fitness Player of the Week. We've given out two of these awards to two very deserving players. This week is no different. Chucky e. T, who wins the California Fit player Player of the Week.
3: The California Fit Player of the Week, Matthew George. Goes to Caden Bennett, senior quarterback at Folsom. And this was last week. He went 17 of 18, 450 yards, five touchdowns, quarterback rating of 172.5. I didn't even know it went that high. That's pretty darn good. It's not bad. And uh, we're going to talk about it a little later, too. He had himself a pretty nice game tonight also. Might have had a few more touchdowns uh, than last week, which is pretty impressive. We might have back-to-back Player of the Weeks. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't make the rules, you know. Well,
1: we'll have to wait and see. If you want to pitch some names for next week's Player of the Week, you can do so right now on khdk.com. Opportunity there. If you click on the California Family Fitness Player of the Week page, all of it is right there, and you can send us some names. Uh, That comes directly to us, and we love to uh, to read that and and read it through and and find those hidden gems out there in the high school football world. Uh, Also, we're gonna dive in deeper to Ponderosa at Casa Roble because they were this week's Stockton Honda Game of the Week. That's coming up a little bit later, and we have to talk about a massive game happening tomorrow night. Ooh. That's the Holy Bull. Christian Brothers versus Jesuit. Chris Watkins knows ah! what that's all about. He's excited in the <laughs> other uh-huh. room over there. So we are going to be chatting with him about that a little later on in the show. We're going to take the break right now. When we come back, I'm excited to talk to Del Laurel head coach Jeff Walters. The 4-0 Golden Eagles excuse me, are soaring into their big matchup against Granite Bay next week. We'll talk about it all right here on Friday Night Football next on Sports 1140 KHDK.
2: a great football game tonight a real good football game now back to
0: more of the Friday Night Football football Show presented by Wingstop here's Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton
1: and welcome back in Friday Night Football. My name is Matt George. That is Charles T. Hamilton. Chris Watkins in the other room, pressing the buttons, making sure we sound good, which is not always an easy task, at yep. least in my case. Uh, we still got so much to get to. Head coach of the Delaware Golden Eagles, Jeff Walters, joining us here in just a couple of minutes. Joe Davidson in about 20 minutes. And we have so many games to recap. Previews for next week and a preview for tomorrow's Major Holy Bowl uh, matchup with uh, Chris Watkins' Christian Brothers Battles Jesuit. We have all that to get to. But right now, let's keep looking at our scoreboard. Getting things going. Mountain House put a 34 spot on Kimball. 34-26, the final Mountain House is 2-0 on the year.
3: Oakdale brings in Chaparral. They get their first win, does Chaparral. They win 20. Oh, excuse me. Oakdale got the win. Sorry, Chaparral. I was going to give you a little more credit than you deserve. Oakdale wins 28-20.
1: This was our game of the week between 2-3-0 and o clubs. One t- team had to win it, and it was Ponderosa marching into Casa Roble Oof. and getting the win 31-21, their 4-0 on the season.
3: Tough loss. Mater D taking on St. Mary's at home. Mater D gets themselves the 56-point win,
1: 56-0. Another shutout right after that one. Oof. Millennium, they get their first win of the season, handing Riverbank their second loss. Millennium wins 58-0.
3: Vacaville Christian taking on Forest Hill at home. Vacaville Christian gets a win 41-10. Daenerys is now 3-0 on the year. They beat Stone Ridge Christian 56-28. Bradshaw Christian taking on East Nicholas. East Nicholas stays undefeated, getting the W, 45-22. Vanden gets their
1: first win of the year as they march into East Union and smack them around
3: 46-17. Big Valley Christian takes their first loss of the year against Waterford. Waterford with the W, 35-21. Highlands wins 34-12, hands Wheatland their first loss. Linden taking on LeGrand at home. Linden gets the win, 27-20.
1: Pittman, 32.
3: Bullard, 27. Pittman is 4-0. Del Oro taking on Sacramento. We will have head coach Jeff Walters on in just a second. Del Oro gets the win, 45-18.
1: Yet another shutout, this time at the expense of Delta Charter. They're 0-4 on the season. Golden Sierra improves to 3-1,
3: 49-0. Central Catholic gets the W to go to 3-1, and the 40-point win. 47-7. to seven.
1: That is a look at another section of scores here tonight. We've got so many games still to get to. If you head to KHDK.com, you can see our full scoreboard right now. If you see some games that are missing a final score, we're still waiting to get all of them in. We have a couple more that are still trickling in. If you are at one of the games and want to help us out, you can via the text line 441140, or you can call us if you were there, 916 339 1140 hour we uh talked to this guy back in uh week one he was the first ever coach that we had here on uh friday night football and since then his club has been well let's just say uh excelling four and oh on the season as del oro like we just mentioned marched into sacramento or that sorry they hosted sacramento uh, and they put up 45 points on that offense has been dominant that defense has been consistently stubborn and head coach jeff walters has to be pleased uh, with how his golden eagles are playing coach four and oh on the season welcome back into friday night football congratulations on the early success
0: yeah, no, thanks so much, Matt, and a uh, uh, big shout-out to you and your uh, your Timberwolves and uh, Coach Towers over there. They're doing great things as well, so I, a, lot of, a lot of good football being played around.
1: I was saying earlier in the show it's because they separated themselves from me a little bit. As soon as I left that campus, they've really stepped up uh, their stuff, but uh, Charles T. <laughs> Hamilton and I have been ha- uh, been having so much fun here just over the last four weeks following uh, all these teams in the area, but especially Del Oro because you guys just seem to be so comfortable starting the season, almost in mid-season form, and these guys got to be feeling good, rolling into league play next week.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, they're a very confident group. Uh, you know, with as many kids as we had returning, but um, the really exciting part that we've been uh, we've been talking about is just trying to trying to exceed expectations on every single pay, play. You know, trying to trying to move to that. You know, doing things right. You know, a hundred percent of the time. And the kids have really embraced it. And, you know, I'm just so blessed to work with uh, amazing kids in this community.
3: Coach, I saw about seven minutes left in the third. You guys went for it on fourth and goal. Worked out. You got in the end zone. Went up, I think, what, 20, 23 to 6 at that point? Yeah. What goes into that decision is I know it helps players kind of build confidence knowing that you believe in them. Does that cross mm-hmm. your mind at all when you make that call? Or is it more just this is the right play, this is the right time, and we're we're going for it?
0: You know, a lot of that, um, a lot of that definitely weighs into it. You know, part of it is uh, that's one of our goals that we set this year. Um, uh, we struggled a little last year on short yardage plays, and especially fourth down. Um, ended up uh, coming up short twice in our section championship matchup last year on fourth and short. Um, and it just so happened this year uh, that was our first opportunity to really go for it on fourth down. Um, you know, like you said, you know, it's believing in these kids and. You know they're a special group of guys. um, That offensive line, they just—they—they might be the best offensive line that I've ever had the privilege of working with. And um, you know, like I said, you got to just trust kids to to excel in those moments.
3: Coach, I love that you brought up the O line because you know that's my next question. I saw by my count, correct me if I'm wrong, four rushing touchdowns tonight. I mean, how how great were those those big guys up front for you guys tonight?
0: Oh, they've been so awesome. You know, the best part about them is uh, I think the cumulative GPA they of them is about three point seven five. Um, they're monsters in the weight room and absolutely destroy things. But you know, they're they're also really really agile and quick, and that's just great for what we're trying to do with our offense and trying to be a little bit more multiple than we've been in the past. So they really give us the flexibility to do whatever we want.
1: You know, coach points on the board obviously matter, and the spotlight is always on uh, the offense and your offenses, but. Been- putting up great numbers, uh, but is there anybody specifically on the defensive end that you want to highlight as, man, these guys have been anchors for us, and our offense is taking the field confidently knowing that if they build up a lead, it's going to be well taken care of.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, a big shout-out to my linebacking core. Um, they actually, uh, we had a, a touchdown return um, by a outside linebacker, Carson Westlake, uh, tonight, uh, which kind of sealed the deal. Um, the linebackers are kind of the, the uh, heart and soul of the defense, and they've really broken uh, – um, they've really kind of been the ones leading the way as far as uh, this new defense that we put in this year. Um, big change from the previous uh, previous regime, um, but, you know, they're doing a great job. And, again, they're still learning uh, the defense. So, you know, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping every week we get
4: a little better.
3: Coach, you must be reading my notes because I was going to bring up Carson Westlake uh, next in that pick six a play like that yeah. and you mentioned the score as well it did kind of put put the game out of reach a little bit but as far yeah. as momentum and just energy and and just what what does a play like that bring to the team besides what it, the the outcome on the field i guess
0: yeah no absolutely i think uh i think uh, you know uh, people people pay the ticket to sit uh in the full seat um but you know they're on the edge of their seat you know just just like that uh uh, the commercial you guys have been playing all all week, I, I really feel like people are on the edge of their seat every single play. Um, you know, whether it's special teams, defense, or offense, they feel like the ball could reach the end zone at any given time. So, um, you know, it's, it's fully momentum uh, changing, and, you know, you just got to embrace the moment.
1: Coach, looking into a massive matchup next week as uh, Granite Bay's bounced back nicely. They started zero and two; they're now two and two on the season. The start of a uh, of league play, so getting off to a four and zero start is great and all, uh, but you mm-hmm. need to carry the momentum. and These the, these league games are really when you have to, to grit down and when it really matters. So, uh, what does preparation look like for this next week?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, as as coaches, we're gonna We're going to dissect what we did tonight, um, talk about the positives, look at ways that we can improve, and then we'll dive in hard tomorrow, um, you know, and get after it. Uh, You know, like I said, uh, Coach Evans and his staff over at Granite Bay are phenomenal, and those kids are going to bring it. Um, The Tribe's going to be loud. uh, And hopefully the black hole is there in force, uh, making sure that that they know that um, we're serious about it this year. uh, And we're really, really excited for the opportunity to go into league. Um, and kind of, kind of show everybody what we're about this year. Um, and like I said, I think our kids are ready for the challenge.
3: Coach, personally, a uh, player I've kind of had my eye on, especially after that that Week One performance, and then he's been continuing to follow it up. Is is Dawson Hurst, uh, wide receiver? Yeah. I think he plays some corner for you guys as well. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. does he What does he bring to you besides what he brings on the field? I didn't see his stats tonight. I don't know if he had one of his big games or you know yeah. a quieter game. But how does he react to to you know, I know he had four touchdowns on four catches in Week One, where he might All not right. be the focal point, but he, you know, you guys still get the win. Well, what does he bring to the team besides yeah. what he actually brings on the field?
0: Oh, just the most consummate professional attitude. Um, he's just been, he's he's done a great job as far as you know understanding his role and understanding that some nights are big nights and other nights are are you know uh, somebody else's night. But you'll never hear boo out of Dawson. Hmm. Um, you know, that's the thing is uh, Johnny Guzman has been absolutely electric the last few nights, um, you know, making big plays here and there. I think he had two picks tonight. Um, you know, he had four touchdowns last week. You know, everybody could have a big night. And, you know, um, as far as the receiving core is concerned, I know Sheldon Condy as our running back has been doing great. But, you know, I've been really, really proud with the growth that we've had over the past few weeks. And, you know, whereas, whereas there might have been some green-eyed monsters uh, early in the season, it's been guys just playing for each other and loving on each other. And that's just what's so exciting to me.
1: Coach, I want to ask you a couple questions about the behind the scenes stuff, but I want to start with uh, the on the field and in the locker room leadership that doesn't necessarily come from your staff, uh, but comes from the uh, the athlete, uh, athletes themselves. How close of yeah. a unit are these players? And uh, it, clearly to be a 4-0 team, you have to have some great locker room leaders there on your squad.
0: No, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, um, you know, there definitely is a positional competition. They're trying to be the best in their position every single day, you know, and whether it's alignment pushing the receivers or the receivers trying to get after the running backs, you know, and we as coaches, we foster that competition by having competition between coaches. Um, but it's that healthy competition and it's that healthy conflict, you know, where we we know and we trust and we love each other and we can call each other out from a safe place. Um, and it's like you said, chemistry is everything. You know, oftentimes the the great teams, uh, the great athletes will lose to a great team because, um, you know, the the sum of the parts is, is definitely greater than the individuals themselves. Um, and we do a great job of that in this community. These kids have grown up together, played together. And we actually talked about that at our character uh, dinner last night as um, respecting the game and never feeling like the game owes you something but always knowing that you owe the game everything um, and the relationships that you get out of it. And we went, actually went around circle and every kid called out a kid that they have a relationship with because of football, um, with some of these kids going all the way back to preschool um, with their relationship. So it's pretty, pretty cool.
1: That's awesome, Coach. It's always great to hear how professional sports can be used, not just as a tool for, uh, for competition, uh, but also for bonding, for growth, life lessons, and, and everything like that. Um, high school yeah. football is just so incredible in that way. I want to, uh, continue, uh, and give you opportunity to, to brag about your coaching staff a little bit though. Obviously sure. as, as the head coach, you get a lot of the, uh, attention, a lot of the, uh, uh the praise for when a team is, is doing well, but no, a head coach or a head coach is nothing without some solid coordinators. Uh, can you talk about your Absolutely. staff top to bottom?
0: Absolutely. Well, uh, Josh Perry is in his first year as our defensive coordinator, uh, stepped into uh, a major role um, and has done a great job um, with a phenomenal background. Um, he actually played fullback for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh, against the uh, Patriots in the Super Bowl, where they came up a little short. Um, so big-time background there um, and was a, uh, an all-world uh, linebacker uh, for the uh, uh, San Jose Spartans. Uh, Mike Black is my offensive line coach and run game coordinator. Uh, he also played uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles in the late seventies and early eighties. Um, you know, uh, Bill Sherman, who's my right-hand man, my assistant coach, he's my special teams coordinator, And you know, special teams is something we don't talk about a whole lot, but our special teams I put up against any in the section. Um, I think we have the most phenomenal special teams and our guys go hard because um, they know how important that part of the game is. Um, you know, uh, coach Krieger, my DB coach and my, uh, uh, character development coach who does a lot of stuff in the off season about guys doing the things, the little things, um, in the community, um, being heroes in the classroom, um, all that stuff. So, yeah.
3: <laughs> coach, you mentioned it earlier I, and you're just hitting it on the head for me because, uh, about the, the character dinners and that it's all about, you know, lifelong friendships that you've made because of football. I mean, I have, I have friends yeah. that I made in in high school football that it's because of football. So I just wanted to let you know, you always, you, it's like you're speaking to me, man. I love it. Um, but I just wanted (laughs) to bring up again, the, especially with the coordinators and everything, uh, tonight, it seemed like you guys really leaned on the running game a little bit. Was that part of the plan going in that you felt you might be able to uh, not dominate, but that, you know, you could let the big guys eat, so to speak. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And that was, that was something we felt we needed to do a little bit more of this week in preparation for league, just because the SFL is such a meat grinder. Um, and we wanted to make sure that our, our, our hogs were ready to go. Um and they love it. Um yes, sir. they're they're just the best, so
1: Coach, you are the man. Thank you so much for once again taking the time coming on. I want to let you know that that matchup between yourself and Granite Bay is uh, up as one of our nominees for our Stockton Honda Game of the Week for next week. So let your uh, your school know to vote that one. And KHDK's street team, uh, if that wins, will be out there at Granite Bay to follow that. And then we'll get to uh, talk about it, spend some little extra time focusing on it on next week's show but nonetheless uh an incredible awesome matchup coming up there Uh, a big one for you guys i hope i wish you all the best in continuing all of your momentum and uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on those golden eagles
0: Right on. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
1: Thanks, coach. Thank you so much, coach. That is Jeff Walters from Del Oro High School. The Golden Eagles are four and zero, and and Chuck is uh, becoming a fan of Mr. Walters.
3: He just he hits the right notes for me, man. When a he talks about was
2: developed. Yeah, there.
3: a little bit, man. I, I like coach. He hits the right notes. He uh, when it comes to high school football, it yeah the wins and all the accolades and all that stuff is fun. But to me, it's about you know the relationships that you build. I have lifelong friends that I made because of football. You know, there's a chance we would have been friends otherwise, but... Who knows? We we became friends because we played football together and we still you know keep in touch to this day. So he he hits the right notes for me, man. I love it. Shout out Coach Jeff Walters. He, seem, he seems like a
1: great guy to play for. And, and, and obviously I'd like to play for when him. you're 4-0, oh, your 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 team is responding to that entire coaching staff, uh, which is a, a, as good of an endorsement as you can give them. Uh, thank you again to Coach Walters for joining us. Coming up next year after the break from the Sacramento Bee, it is the one and only high school football guru, Joe Davidson. He will be with us immediately following this break. Don't go anywhere. Friday Night Football continues next on KHDK. Welcome to Friday Night
2: Football. Y'all played a great football game tonight. A real good football game. Now,
4: back Back to more of the Friday Friday Night Football
1: Show, presented by Wingstop.
0: Here's Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton.
1: Lots to get to, no time to lose. My name is Matt George, joined by a former high school lineman himself, Charles T. Hamilton, Christian Hi. Brothers' own Chris Watkins in the other room, pressing buttons. We're going to get to Joe Davidson from the Sacramento Bee here in just a couple of minutes. But before that, we got more scores to get to. Hit that button in there, Chris. Let's go to more of the scoreboard. Chavez puts up 50 points on Toke, 50-13 to 13, the final. Chavez is 3-1.
3: Franklin taking on Grant at home. Grant gets the win, 26-14. Sheldon improves to 3-1 at home as they beat Turlock, 41-28. Another barn burner here. Stagg taking on Lodi. Stagg gets the W, 41-37. Davis, Blue Devils
1: are 3-1 now after a 51-13 road
3: victory at Pioneer. Liberty taking on Rockland, fifty. 50- to nine liberty puts up the 50 burger and gets a w do
1: my eyes deceive me placer's 4-0 on the season because they score 70 they beat vista del lago 70 27
3: escalon remains undefeated while river city remains defeated escalon gets the win 56 to 8
1: gregory wins 48 19 over mcnair they're now two and two
3: el camino taking on center center gets the w 41 21
1: El Dorado gets the 21-16 win over Brett Hart. El Dorado's 1 and 3.
3: Monterey Trail taking on as Oaks. Monterey Trail gets the big W, 63 to 28.
1: Rippin keeps on rolling. They're 4 0 now. They beat Calvary.
3: Liberty Ranch taking on Bear River. Bear River remains undefeated. Getting the win. 49-21.
1: A close one here between Wood and American Canyon, but Wood gets the victory. They're 3-1 on the year after 28-22.
3: Johansson taking on Downey. Downey goes in there and puts up an 80-burger. What? They get the W, 82-6.
1: Foothill, 53-12. They beat Natomas. Foothill's now 2-0.
3: Yuba City taking on Chico. Chico remains undefeated. They get the W, 28-12.
1: Way up in the hills, Colfax is 3-0 after they beat Calusa, 44-6.
3: Hilmar remains undefeated. Sonora remains defeated. Hilmar gets the dub, 39 20.
1: A low-scoring defensive affair, Bethel gets their first win of the year, 13-0 over Fairfield.
3: Elk Grove takes on Shasta. Elk Grove gets their first win of the year, 46-7.
1: Enough of that. Seven. Bring the music down and bring Joe Davidson up. I look forward to talking to this guy. every Every single week. week he always has so much great information he was out there as always uh surveying the scenes and uh joe davidson nice enough to spend more time with us here on friday night football joe hope you've been well my man uh where were you tonight
4: uh guys good to hear from you um i got nothing no, I'm just kidding. You know, all that big buildup. You know, Thanks for I got, calling. Man, man. Oh, yeah, I just, hey, I, I got to go, man. I got nothing. Uh, I, I was out in Elk Grove. I saw uh, Monterey Trail against Cosumnes Oaks, two terrific running teams. And Monterey Trail is ranked sixth in our Sacramento B rankings and just dropped a hammer, 63-28 over Cosumnes Oaks. Uh, Monterey Trail uh, is a terrific program, runs the the Veer. Run game. Zach Laria is a national recruit. Zach Larrier, he's a quarterback, but he's more of a recruit as a, you know, a defensive back, um, playmaker, athlete, terrific student, 4.0 student, campus leader, three-sport guy, uh, state meet sprinter. Uh, Jahil Budget is another terrific running back for Monterey um, Trail, and they only have about 33 guys, which is about normal for school for them um but coach tj ewing just gets great effort from these guys they just play so hard um uh, it's one of those unsung teams that just seem to grind away and, and has done really well over the years so i'm, I'm really impressed with that that program it's, it's another team looking for a championship.
1: Joe, this is not high school football related, but it is Monterey Trail related. You tweeted this out about three hours ago, a a video of the scene uh, inside the Monterey Trail gymnasium for a volleyball game. If I'm I'm interpreting this correctly, uh, volleyball head coach uh, Marisha Williams passed away this week, unfortunately, at 37 years old. Uh, You got to survey that scene. Can you talk a little bit about that story and what you got to be a part of there?
4: Yeah, that was uh, real life, Uh, real life. Uh, reality and the loss of life, um, and we got we got a story on TackBeat.com where we we got to talk to um, you know administrators and players and the mother of Marisha Williams who flew in from Indiana just heartbroken and she was found dead in her house in Del Paso Heights um, and still cause unknown. Uh, mm-hmm. Coroner's report said no foul play, uh, no tr- uh, trauma to her body. It's possible it was natural causes, you know, maybe an aneurysm or heart failure. Um, They're trying to figure it out. She's a beloved coach, uh, Kyram Johnson High School, two-sports star from the 1990s. And so this gym, they played uh, their first game without their coach, Monterey Trail Mustangs, off to a 7-0 start and played host to um, Grant. And the the gym was overflow, terrific show of sportsmanship and solidarity as rival programs from all around the region came to the game, brought flowers, brought roses, uh, wrote moving tributes to the coach and hung them up on the walls. And I mean, it was just a powerhouse, emotional scene. Eric Swanson, the principal for Monterey trail uh, gave a uh, eloquent moving speech before the game and choked up a little bit when he saw his Monterey trail players, you know, crying and then the fans gave him a good standing ovation to pull him through. Monterey trail won the match three games to none. And, uh, high school kids shouldn't be dealing with coaching deaths. It's right. just a, um, it's, it's a blast of real life that just hammers people hard. And TJ Ewing, the Monterey trail football coach um, was, you know, really struggled to talk about it. He, he got to know this coach and they talk about character d- development and three sports stars or three sport athletes and, and just how sports can elevate a, a profile and a program. And then she's gone. So, uh, real sad, just unfortunate, and then and, and so many. The mother of the coach who died, um, Angela Williams, said that she goes. I was so sad, but to see the anguish and sadness on all these young faces just makes me all the more sad. So it's really unfortunate.
1: Yeah, Joe, Joe Davidson from the Sacramento Bee joining us. No easy way to transition out of that, Joe. I just want to say it's it's awesome to see that sports is able to bring together and sportsmanship is shown in that way that can bring all these uh, different people together. And clearly, uh, Coach Williams had a, a positive effect on so many people and her program in general for them to give her uh, this kind of reaction. Unfortunate loss of life. Just stunning. But uh uh, I'm glad you were able to uh, to tell that story and be out there for that one. And congratulations to everybody who is a part of that, who is out there that uh, that made the night as, as special as it was. Uh, I want to trans- uh, transition back to football and something that you told us last week. You said if Capital Christian beat Antelope this week, that they would go 4-0 in the season and you could see them Going undefeated on the year, where lo and behold, they get the win. They beat Antelope. They're now four and zero. Is your uh, prediction staying intact? Can you see these Cougars uh, finishing out the year with a, a zero in the loss column?
4: I can see them finishing the regular season ten and zero. Then that's going to be interesting. to See who um, you know we're projecting here. Certainly uh, long term, but um, should be a Division three playoff. So it's hard to see who they might draw. Uh, the Cougars, the Capital Christian, might draw placer which is going and scoring a ton here and there so that could be interesting um ugly game unfortunately um there was a brawl of sorts you know both teams got into it there were player ejections uh, hate to see that and in high school football high school sports if you get thrown out of a game or fight it or you get thrown out for anything it's an automatic sit out for the following game wow so Capital Christian will not have Demarcus Ross and a couple other big-time mm-hmm. players uh, against Christian Brothers, which is another B-ranked team, next Saturday at Hughes Stadium. Teams and schools are allowed to appeal. Uh, if you have film, if you could write up a report, and the section, SAC Joaquin section office, could um, hustle together a, an appeals committee. It's extremely rare that ejections get overturned. A lot of times it seems like it's just a colossal waste of time. Uh, I've been in some of those meetings. I've heard from meetings where the evidence is pretty overwhelming that it was a rush to judgment for, on, on a guy getting ejected. Extremely rare that it gets overturned. And not, and the thinking is always, well, let's not undermine our referees. Yeah. And um, so Catholic Christian people feel like that some of their guys got wrongly ejected. Um, and you know, we'll want to back it up with film, so it'd be interesting to see what happens. But otherwise, they're going to be without four key starters: Capital Christian against Christian Brothers, and in and the league opener, and Christian Brothers is the real deal as well. Uh, so, wouldn't that be a tough way to lose a game?
3: Rough. That is rough. Uh, you mentioned earlier Monterey Trail runs the Veer, and I just love hearing that, especially with the uh, move in college to more spread. And I think that kind of trickled down to high school. Is that? kind of a rare thing, or is it kind of going back to some of that uh, wing T, veer, you know, triple option type offenses, or is it just, you know, Monterey Trails just oh, one of the few ones left? It's,
4: it's rare. It's uh-huh. very rare. Um, the spread option is, is, is the new craze, um, but the team and the program that really brought the veer to, to light Northern California, certainly at a higher level, is De La Salle, and um, that's a team that is, dominated northern california since 1990 since 1984 um it's got like 330 wins and five losses against norcal teams since 1994 running the veer and the veer is where you have linemen who quickly get off the ball and then you 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 run like mad um the veer is great if you are dominant team then you could just put the
2: yeah
4: you know pedal to the metal but if you're if you can't pass and you're down twenty-one nothing, it's a hard it's a hard way to get back into it. But Zach Larry is a pretty good quarterback, and he had a couple of touchdown passes. He's got Andre Crump, who's a a burner a wide receiver, just gets downfield. Um, and so but they have some balance there. So long live the Veer, fear the Veer, and, mm-hmm. and pleasant. Um, Placer is four and zero with yep. the Wing T, which is another run heavy offense. Intercom is unbeaten with the Wing T run heavy offense. So. Yes. It's nice to see some schools stick to old school. It's, it. It, you know, it doesn't have to all be spread option.
1: Joe Davidson from the Sacramento Bee joining us. Joe, uh, I think I can uh, guess which matchup or where you are going to be uh, next week. There are so many fantastic games as uh, league play gets going, Uh, but this one I had my eye on immediately. It's actually up for one of our uh, Stockton Honda Game of the Week votes nominees. Oak Ridge at Folsom, a massive battle happening uh, between the Trojans and the Bulldogs next week. Is that the one you're planning on going to, and what do you expect from uh, those two juggernauts?
4: Uh, affirmative yeah that's definitely a great game it's rival programs um, Oakridge has been so good under Coach Eric Cavalier for a long time um, and before that Mark Watson it's been a great program since pretty much since opening in 1980 but um, Oakridge cannot seem to clear the Folsom hurdle here in the last you know this decade and uh, has not beaten them this decade and so that's you know Oakridge has got everything in place, great coaches, on-campus coaches, um, you know, large varsity numbers, the strong youth programs, strong uh, lower-level programs, great facilities, great campus support. Um, it, it, everything that Coach Eric Capilla says that they need to win, and so does Folsom. So that's that's been a good game. They've had some terrific showdowns. So that's a great Sierra Foothill League opener. Folsom's our number one team pretty much every week, every week except for one since 2012. Folsom's been our number one team, Sacklin will be. And Oakridge has been a, a regular top five. They're our number three team. The other one I'm note is um Del Oro's a number two team and I think Granite Bay's our number eleven team. I can't remember off the mm-hmm. top of my head. So that's another terrific S F L opener. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out right away. And and Folsom just dropped a wood on state ranked Salmonade of, of West Hills down in Southern California. And I don't have the score right in front of me, guys. I think it was like 73-28 or something. Yeah. Um. Caden Kate, Kate Bennett with six touchdowns, four of them passing. So, you know, the Bulldogs are are back on track, as we talked about the last three weeks.
3: Joe, you brought up Caden Bennett, and I'm so glad you did because he's who I was just about to ask you about. He had, uh, as you mentioned, four passing, two rushing today, and five passing last week. Is this kind of par for the course for the guy? Or is, uh, I, I mean, is he just hitting his stride? Or is this a little... Not surprising because you did have him ranked in your top five, but could you guys see this coming?
4: Oh, absolutely. He mm-hmm. was big time last year. He was our second will be offensive player of the year, some 4,700 yards passing, 1,200 yards rushing, 58 touchdown passes, some 15 rushing. I mean, he's a dynamite player. Loves his role as the quarterback, um, loves to be a leader, uh, loves to be a playmaker. He's terrific, terrifically skilled, you know, really competitive lost the season opener at De La Salle, 14 nothing. He did not have a, a great game. Um, you know, it was sacked seven times. That's just a credit to the De La Salle defense. And he vowed a big-time comeback, and he has been spectacular ever since. Um, that's what's fun about sports, guys. You know, no matter what level, how do you respond in defeat? And how do you respond in victory? So Folsom's been criticized by social media moron. You know, everybody's an expert, you know, who <laughs> – Get on there over the years and say, well, Folsom doesn't play anybody, never goes out to the southern section in Southern California. We just went down there and dropped a, a hammer on a state ranked powerhouse. So that's, um, you can't play everybody. And, well, why doesn't Folsom play Modern Day? Why doesn't, well, maybe the schedules don't line up. Um, you can't just, you can't play 20 games. Um, and, you know, and, and really, frankly, Modern Day is the nation's number one team last year, went 15 0, um, rolling again this season had 15, no, 18 starters. Yeah, modern day had 18 incoming transfers last year that started right away, which is a joke, and has 23 this season. Uh, and these guys play right away, unlike this section where you have to sit out 20, 30 days, if not the entire season. So it's a different animal. It's a totally different level of of, of high school athletics. Um, you know, it's, it's. Um, I, I don't know if this area will ever, Close the gap on some of those mega private school powers, mm-hmm. uh, but it's that's just a totally different playing field. Joker. And I'm not a fan of it. I, 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 that's why I like how some of these public schools do really well up here. Um, you know, with a lot of homegrown talent. People will bemoan the fact that that Folsom's best players are from Reno. True, they grew up in Reno. The Nagata brothers and Caden Bennett, but they came to Folsom as incoming freshmen when the families moved. That's that's allowed.
3: Yeah. No, I couldn't agree with you more. The the big uh, private school football programs it's it's basically recruiting. It's basically college recruiting, and I I'm I'm pretty much with you on that. Uh, I just have to ask Folsom. We were talking about the Veer and the Wing T. Do they run a uh, a more modern day spread type offense?
4: Absolutely, and and Folsom went with that about ten years ago in an effort to save the program. Mm-hmm. I mean, Folsom was a powerhouse in the nineteen sixties. Uh, and then rose to power again in the late 80s uh, and then really dropped. And it used to be a real achievement for Folsom in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, just to win two games in a row, just to even have a winning record. Man. And Folsom used to try to run power smash mouth football, 2003, four, five, six, and would lose playoff games to teams like El Grove 58 to seven. And then Coach Chris Richardson decided, you know, we, we got to do something here with Coach um, um, Troy Taylor, who's now the offensive coordinator at Utah. And I said, well, let's go with the, the spread where you could put your best guys in open space and, and let's see if we can't at least compete. And it's ironic because De La Salle in the early 80s when, it, you know, in the 70s, De La Salle was – awful. And then Bob Lattester took, us, took over as coach in 79, and he installed a veer saying, I think we can compete with this offense. And they never left it. Uh, like some teams will run the wing T, which has a lot of deception and fakes, and you can have smaller linemen. You know, you do it just so you can try to compete against bigger and faster, stronger teams. So now Folsom's got speed, size, skill, and the element of the spread option where you can get the ball to guys in open space and just let them take off so they, they've become the absolute masters of that northern california
3: joe one last one real quick uh we mentioned capital christian and, and demarcus ross and some players potentially being uh suspended next week when do you think you'll have uh or you know the the governing body or what have you will, will make the final decision on that when do you think you'll know for sure
4: oh, these things are agonizing. It'll take <laughs> all week, um, and the soccer king section's got a lot of things going on. Uh, they'll, 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 I would assume if if the tries to appeal, um, um, they'll try to get film or something and, and file a report tomorrow, um, and work with the referees and try to get the section mm-hmm. officers to get involved and try to have something resolved by midweek, uh, which is hard to prepare. But Capital Christian has a little time because because uh, its next game is next Saturday. Um, you know, if, if guys deserve to get tossed for fighting or spearing or, you know, anything like that, that's one thing. But if, if there was a, a missed call or something or, you know, if, if things happen fast, sometimes you know, maybe every once in a blue moon, it'll be reversed. You know, they could see the evidence and all that. But mostly, I'd say, seriously, 80 to 90 percent over the last 30 years, it just doesn't happen. I've seen guys get ejected. Where they seemingly did nothing, maybe maybe it cursed or something, and um, you know they do this exhaustive appeals thing and no go. And it's like, well, what a waste of time. I mean, well, you know, it's just, uh, sometimes it's legit. If you're trying to fight an argument that you have no no business doing, then don't waste people's time. But sometimes it's legit. Well, so we'll see.
3: I might have gotten one of those ejections back in my day. <laughs> It's uh, a have. I yeah. think it
4: was regular. Yeah. You know, it was uh, a character flaw.
3: Yeah, I was gonna. I, I was gonna jump in and, and tell you about the rules, but you clearly know exactly what you're talking about. So, oh yeah, bad
4: behavior, unruly.
3: Yeah, yeah. It still happens. Yeah, it still for
2: happens. sure. It's all right. Joe,
1: thank you so much once again for uh, always being there, for what you do for this high school football community and being willing to uh, spend your, uh, your time with us here uh, each and every Friday. We do not take it for granted, nor do our listeners. They always respond well. Uh, our text line blows up every time you come on, just sharing all of, uh, all of their thoughts and, and opinions just on high school football, which is exactly what we want for more people to be talking about and paying attention to the great programs in this area. Have yourself a great night and a great week next week. Uh, we look forward to chatting with you soon.
4: Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Chuck. We'll do. We'll talk soon.
3: Appreciate it, Joe.
1: That is Joe Davidson God's from the, the Sacramento Bee. Can you understand why we call him the high school football guru? This guy the knows God. everything. He is just Seriously. He is so plugged in. It's I don't think it's possible for anybody to be more plugged in in an area of sports, and there are professional journalists for the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, around the world that could learn something or two from Joe Davidson in terms of dedication uh, to his craft. I know Chuck and I certainly learn a lot from him each and every single week. One se- uh, segment left Of uh, Friday night football, so we got the scoreboard coming for you, and we got to talk about this Holy Bowl happening tomorrow night: Christian Brothers versus Jesuit. We'll talk about that and some more right here on KHDK.
2: Welcome to. Y'all played a great football game tonight. A real good football game.
1: Now, back, back to more to of the Friday Night Football, Night Football Show. Presented by Wingstop. Ready,
0: ready, Here's Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton.
1: Man, the last segment is always my least favorite segment because I'm that one step closer to uh, to... Ending the show, and then we have to wait a whole another week to be back with you guys. But Friday night football is always so much fun uh, for myself and Charles T. Hamilton to do. Hard to believe this is our I'm month. super
3: low energy last segment.
1: Yeah, you're you're pretty you're pretty done. <laughs> I'm you, <laughs> all
3: that barking gets me, you know. You, you get all excited talking to Joe end, Davidson, man. and then Joe <laughs> leaves. Know, really. you're like, "Well, it's a, it's a come down for sure." <laughs> so uh, we still got
1: so much to get to though here in this final segment. So let's hit that uh, let's hit that music in there, Chris. Friday night football scoreboard one more time. <laughs> Starting at the very beginning, an early game and Argonaut took the uh, victory over Sierra Ridge Academy. They're now three and one after winning 49 to
3: 8. Argonaut. Wood Creek stays undefeated Pleasant Grove. Stays defeated. Wood Creek gets the W, 49-14. My Timberwolves are 4-0. They face
1: the Roseville Tigres at home next week. Looking forward to that matchup. That's one of our Stockton-Honda Game of the Week nominees. Just saying. Burbank gets the win 35-7, beating Del Campo. Del Campo is now 0-3.
3: WSCA taking on Esparto. WSCA gets the close win, 68-20.
1: Speaking of the Roseville Tigers rough night for their defense they fall to Rio Linda who's now three and one that final score on that one 64 to 25.
3: Morro Bay taking on Gustin at home Gustin comes in and gets the W29 to Zilch
1: Granite Bay with another nice bounce back game they started the season 0-2 they're now 2-2 they have Del Oro next week and they win 31-0
3: Bear Creek taking on Kennedy Bear Creek gets a nice dub 47-22 Zebras
1: Wildcats the Lincoln High School Zebras get the win 30-0 over Whitney
3: West taking on Saras. West gets the W22 nothing.
1: Madeira and Merced. Merced is now 4-0 on the year, handing Madeira their first loss,
3: 63-35. This is the game we were talking about with Joe Chaminad taking on Folsom. Folsom goes in there, puts up a 70 burger, 70-34. Folsom 3-1.
1: Give a quarter to Golden Valley. They win 25 to nothing over Livingston. They're now 3-1.
3: Miramonte taking on Brookside Christian. Miramonte gets that close 39 point win, 45 to 6. Sierra is now 2 and 2. Sierra is now 2 and 2, 19 to 7, the win over Lathrop. Capital Christian remains undefeated. They took on Antelope. Capital Christian gets a win 26 19. Chris got that Sierra joke. He understands. He okay. knows what's up. Gotcha. Capital Top Christian,
1: notch. you just uh, read through that one. But how about Manteca? Fifty-four to eighteen, they beat Tracy. They're now two and two on the year.
3: Rosemont taken on Cordova. Rosemont stays undefeated. Cordova remains defeated. Modesto. Rosemont gets the seventy burger That's and the W seventy to nothing. That's a pretty good, good offensive Lord. night,
1: I'll tell you that much. How about Not Modesto bad. Christian? Not a bad offensive night for them as well. They're four and zero on the season after winning forty-seven to eight.
3: Pacheco and Atwater straight up slug match, slug fest. Atwater goes in to Pacheco gets the W forty-seven to forty-two.
1: Those are one of those really fun atmospheres to be at. That does it for our scoreboard here. We still have so many games that we could have gotten to that we don't have time for, but you can go to khdk.com right now and look at our full scoreboard with all the final scores there, and that will be up all week long in case you missed it. Make that your hub, your go-to for Friday Night Football High School final scores. There's a big game that uh, didn't happen tonight. But happens on Saturday, and it's a game that one of the three of us, in particular, is always very interested in. Who's Mr. That? Chris Watkins in the control room. He is our producer running the show in there. He is a native and a uh, alma mater of uh, Christian Brothers, or a former Christian yes, Brother himself. Sorry. Uh, Falcon, Soren, Falcon—that's what it is. The Christian sorry. Brothers is taken on Jesuit in what's called the Holy Bowl. Uh, you're expecting a great turnout for this one, Chris. You were telling me before the show. Uh, yeah. Going back to your days when you were at Christian Brothers, how big is this rivalry?
2: I mean, it really doesn't get much bigger than this. It's kind of the Kings, Lakers, Yankees, <laughs> Red Sox. Say what you will. I mean, for the kids, it's 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 a whole lot deeper than just um, the rivalry. You know, there's there's a lot of uh, narrative that goes behind it too, Christian Brothers being uh, used to be uh, a single sex school, moved to Coed in the nineties, Jesuits still the single sex. You know, they they um it's it's just a, a really, really good rivalry that, that goes back, I think this is gonna be the forty eighth installment um of, of the of the rivalry and, and these two schools just just um, it's it's what high school football is all about. It's yeah. really it's really like a a Texas high school football atmosphere. You know, in, in Texas, um, and you high said school football is king. And,
1: and, and, and you said they're expecting yeah 12,000 12,
2: 12, 12, showed up last year. What? And they play it at uh, at Sack City Hughes Stadium. Man, and every I mean every single year that place is packed. And uh, what the hell am I doing? Tomorrow? Yeah, I hey, get out that's there. awesome. Come on out, guys. That's it, awesome. It's a great showing, and it's it's a exactly. What you'd want to see out of high school football. I mean, Chris, it's just I, a great environment. The student it, sections too, man. Student sections are incredible.
3: Yeah, the atmosphere sounds insane, but keep it real. Do Christian Brothers have a shot in the Holy Moly oh, Bowl tomorrow?
2: There's always a chance. I mean, okay. and, and like I'm saying, the, the kids get so up for this game that yeah. I mean, Jesuit has has come off two really really tough losses um, the past couple weeks, and uh, Joe even said last week it, this is a perfect restarter. Jesuit used this game as a as a springboard last year, whereas. It just gets so hyped. It's almost like a, a brand new season when this week comes along, just because the kids are Playoffs so locked in, in so focused. Yeah, it re- no, it really, really is. I mean, it, it's it's crazy. You, if I if I was
3: about to play in front of twelve thousand people yeah. in high school, I might not even make it out of the locker room. <laughs> I might
2: faint from just being w- it's, overhyped. Yeah, it's it's from the freshman game all the way through. Man. too. do you yeah, have a really
1: legendary fun. fan story from your time at Christian Brothers going to uh, that game?
2: I personally don't. I'm Lame. sure. I, I'm sure a lot of things have happened. Like uh, they've been doing this for 48 years. The, yeah. They they got the security down at this point. Oh <laughs> man! So actually, uh, the last time Christian Brothers won was um, my freshman year. I'm gonna I'm gonna show my youth here. Actually, it's show my age. But uh, to, in 2010, uh, Christian Brothers was that was the last time CB won, and uh, they actually stormed the field. So that was fun. Wow! We'll, we'll, we'll hope to see that again. But uh, I know it was a. A big logistic well, I mean, logistical tw- issue. But
1: 2018 is a good year for yeah, history. hey, so you know, like you like,
2: say, like you said, you, 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 uh, you, they exercised all the demons at Wood Creek when you left, and I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping, you know, same. Yeah, you guys were
3: the bad luck charms. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll
1: take it. I understand. But keep an eye on that one. The Holy Bowl next uh, or tomorrow night, which Sounds means we're going to dive into it and we're going to cover it all in detail next week. So don't worry. We haven't far, uh, forgotten about you, Jesuit uh, or Christian brothers. Definitely looking forward to talking about that one next week. We have a lot of stuff to get to next week. As of right now on our khdk.com page, you can find the Stockton Honda Game of the Week nominees for next week. And there are five games that are just Man. ripe for the picking can't go wrong right with now yeah you really can't each either way we're going to get a phenomenal game for game of the week we do every week uh, but this one's extra guaranteed uh game number one del oro at granite bay then you have oakridge at Folsom, roseville at wood creek vista del lago at el camino and casa roble at oakmont massive massive games with massive implications in these ones
3: no doubt and before we go i got to get the california family fit player of the week in there one more time Caden Bennett, quarterback, senior quarterback at Folsom. This is last week. He went 17 of 18, 450 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, and then followed it up this week with four passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. His kid's on a tear. Congratulations
1: to him. He might be a first-ever Friday uh, Friday Night Football Cal Fit back-to-back player of the week. We'll We'll have to see, though, because there were some great performances, individual performances here tonight, so we will let you know about that next week as well. You know what? Use this Stockton Honda Game of the Week vote as a, uh, a challenge between schools. Show your school pride. We want to see. The numbers have been growing exponentially week in and week out as more and more students and people get turned on to the idea uh, of Stockton Honda Game of the Week here that KHDK puts on. Our street team loves going out there. They came in buzzing about how great the atmosphere was at Casa Roble tonight. We're looking forward to more of that through the remainder of the season. Hard to believe we're entering Week 5 next week, uh, so be sure to join us for that one for my partner Charles T. Hamilton and our our amazing producer from Christian Brothers, Chris Watkins. My name is Matt George. Thank you to everybody who tuned in to another episode of Friday Night Football. We'll see you next week on Sports 1140, KHDK.